And it's Dan and James talking about the Villa games. games. Hello there, everybody. And welcome back to the ABFC Faithful Podcast. A strange intro for something that's very strange. We're back. I mean, it's an absolute pleasure to be hitting your ears in your eyes again. James, it's been too long, hasn't it? It's been way too long. Just lots of things getting in the way recently. And then, yeah, especially Christmas and New Year. Just so busy over that time. And I almost feel like it took over Villa a bit for me at, at times. Like, I didn't get to watch the um, the Burnley game. Mm. I did get to watch the Middlesbrough game, but half of it I watched on my phone while I was doing tip runs from the house and stuff. So, like, it feels like this Sunday is going to be the first time I'm going to sit down and be able to enjoy a game properly for yeah, a long time. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, we basically did a little Bundesliga and had a winter break, really, didn't we? It's, uh, yeah. it's a busy period. And, I mean, there were so many Villa games, if you wanted to carry them all. Fair play to every Villa content creator out there that managed to keep up with everything and have a festive period because... Wow, I mean, whatever they're paying you is not enough. I'm telling you now because I could, I couldn't have done that. As I, I love this podcast to pieces, but it's exactly why we didn't do it over that period. Is because um, yeah. we enjoy it too much when we do it. That we we're never going to do it when we don't when we don't have the time to. Because I mean, anyone that does listen, you don't really deserve a half-assed product from any of us. So, and if you, you mean, we wouldn't even be able to ramble. And everyone loves a James and Dan ramble for ten minutes. And it's probably exactly what you're going to get today because we've got so many odd topics to chat about, really. I mean, we had a little chat, didn't we, before we started and so many different things of different importance. And we've probably got, I mean, I haven't even counted, but I'm assuming it's about five games, which are obviously not going to go over individually because we're not. Um, But let's just kick off where all that matters. The bloody second in the Premier League table in January of 2024, James. Yeah, it's mad. I, I, I was just literally like browsing through the the Sky Sports app the other day, looking at the different leagues, and every time I click on the Premier League and I see us there, I just think like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. how did that happen? <laughs> like, I don't remember that. I do, but it just doesn't feel real. No, it's, just, it's crazy that like. If it wasn't for goal difference, we'd have a. Well, we've got the chance to go level on points with, with Liverpool um, on Sunday and be joint top of the league. You know, only by goal difference that we're missing out on, on the summit. But yeah, it's a, I do. I don't like playing Everton at Goodison, but we tend to have a good record against them. We'll get onto that in a bit anyway. But yeah, just hopefully we continue this momentum and, and see where it takes. We'll see it in every competition that we're still in. It's a surreal time, isn't it? I mean, I saw a couple of tweets from people on Twitter um, and uh, people were saying, like, obviously Middlesbrough were talking about how they, you know, were world-class against us, against a, a, an impressive Aston Villa. And you think, wow, we're actually becoming a team where if you just perform well against, that's, like, an impressive thing. Like, we're no longer a team where, I mean, Middlesbrough probably three, two, three years ago would be looking at that and be like, wow, we this is a winnable tie. And now look to the season, yeah. like, well, we just want a strong showing and a good performance. And Middlesbrough are no mugs. I mean, they've just done Chelsea over in the week in the League Cup. They're a very good squad. And again, it, it, it's nice to become a team where we become a yardstick for a lot of these clubs. Like, oh, if we're performing well against Villa, that's good. Burnley probably take a lot from their performance against us. Sheffield United definitely would have. Um, you're looking at other teams around the table as well. Bournemouth, for example, I mean, they took their point against us and ran with it. Forest as well, obviously they're in a completely different situation now. 
we're second in the Premier League table and you can go through this entire season and go, wow, there's three games minimum, which we should have won and didn't, which would have put us top of the Premier League table, which is baffling. We are genuinely second in the Premier League table, so fully on merit that we could actually sit there and say we should be first, which is so silly. Like, I don't, I don't quite know how we've got this far, but you do, don't you? Because it's just been... these. I think we could probably correctly say these haven't been the most enjoyable games, but they have been the past few weeks. It's not like it's been the world... Like, for example, the start of the season was just like the quality was outstanding wasn't it scored four goals apiece in most games uh, performances probably from from top to bottom were were flawless to to performances yeah. that probably you're not so enjoying but you're getting the results yeah well you know we, we sort of flew through the first two or three months of the season um i think then teams went once we'd like beaten city and arsenal in two different ways I think teams are thinking, you know, we're going to have to just restrict some space now because, mm. you know, that, that we can hit teams on the break like we sort of did against Arsenal. We, we played out from the back, but it was one of those manufactured transitions where that, that gave us a bit too much space and we broke into it. So I think if teams try to limit us our space, like, say, Sheffield United did, might struggle to, to get the goals as much. But, you know, we still come out of those games with, with points, except for the United game over Christmas, which is such an such an odd game that one was yeah. for me. Like we weren't, we were good up until we scored the second goal, and then yeah. it felt like as soon as the momentum switched, it felt like they were going to get three goals, didn't it? It was just, it was horrible, really. But yeah, we, we're we're getting the compliment of of teams just sitting back against us now because they know that it's probably their best way of of getting at us. So we're doing something right and. While they're not been the same glittering performances as they were for the first, you know, ten to twelve weeks, they've been different. It's you've seen a lot more heart and, and desire to try and get things out of games when you're, you know, you're drawing or you're just behind. And we've picked up a lot of points from losing positions this season compared to what we've been used to. I think over the last few seasons, you know, I think the last two or three seasons we'd probably be a goal behind and that's it. You, you'd re resign to the fact that we we weren't going to win this or or draw this game. So yeah, it's it's been really interesting to see how we're evolving, and you know we're, we're lacking a couple of players. Obviously, uh, Tielemans and Poe being back in training this week's been great news to hear today. So I think that'll help us out a lot. And you know, I I think the past few weeks I've I've really missed watching Emi Buendia because of how he yeah. operates in those little little pockets and. He's brave enough to take the ball and and try and make something out of it, whether it comes off or not. So yeah, you know, I think what we're doing at the moment is just is still simply incredible because of the squad that we've got is a really good squad, but it it's restricted in some ways. So getting the results still it is is mental, and you know we've just got to keep on riding this roller coaster. It'll be impressive to watch Emi Buendia come back with a new yellow card rule because. Um... He's going to be an absolute hound for getting a booking for descent. I'm telling you now, if Cons is picking him up, you can bet your bottom dollar that Emi Buendia gets a booking for descent in five minutes in his first game back. And I can't wait yeah. for it. I, I agree with you. It, it's been, you, again, you, you forget how important a, a player like Tielemans is. I mean, was the stat, I mean, before he got injured, he was appearing in every game, wasn't he? Um, Either through sub or, or by playing. He, he was one of the few players that managed to do that. 
you forget how important he is coming off the bench. Pau Torres, obviously, as you mentioned, just so important to our whole build-up. I think it's, yeah. it's fair to say that if we'd have had our full-strength team against United, that probably doesn't happen. But then again, you could say that you probably don't score. Obviously, the Dendonka goal probably is completely different because you're not playing with Longley and Dendonka or, you know. So, it's a str- that United one is a freak result for me. It's... It was it was a result where the, the second the first goal went in, we all knew we were losing that game because it was a Boxing Day game at, at, at Old Trafford. Hoyland was playing. They just announced their the new ownership stake. Like that's a perfect game for them to win to like make their statement as you know as Manchester United, so to speak. So it. Yeah. it it's hard to look at anything other than joy when you look at this season. The, obviously, there's so many. I can't pretend like I'm not sometimes, but the pessimism of so many Villa fans to look back and go, oh yeah, but if we'd have just scored against Wolves that last minute, that header, or, or if we'd have just not bowled it against you know Forest, or, or if we'd have scored against Bournemouth. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, but on top of that, if Arsenal had got their penalty last minute against us, or if City had decided to turn up and we didn't, a, a Premier League yeah. season is not defined by those games, it's defined by 38, so... It's it it it's good. This is going to be such a long second half of the season. I can feel it already. Um, yeah, and I think uh, oh, we 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 have to get onto it because I can sort of feel the conversation bubbling in the back of my head, and I have to get into it. We we do have to talk because it is January, um, and we're Villa fans, and I love Villa fans in person on Twitter. <laughs> You lot are a different animal sometimes, I'll tell you now. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we've ch- we've spoken recently about it off the pod. I mean, the, the things you hear, like, anti-Jacob Ramsey slander coming on, like, it, there's been some wild... Te- like, you lot have got some... You could tell you everyone's been on annual leave for two weeks over Christmas because somebody's been hitting the sherry and been popping on some random takes because they were, they were flying out, but... It is January. Um, I've seen tweets already of obviously disappointment that we didn't sign Timo Werner. Um, which if you'd have told a Villa fan in October that we were signing Timo Werner in January, they'd have gone, "Why? That's not a good signing." Because Spurs have done it. Oh, missed the boat. The board is sleeping. We don't know what we're doing. We're losing top four. So James, the conversation of January comes around. Let's be realistic. What are Villa actually going to do in January, James? Uh, it all depends on what they can get out, I think, first. Yeah. Um, that's sort of what I, I think uh, I read today. You know, we, we were told today that Bertie and Callum Chambers are allowed to leave, which I'm not surprised about that. They don't they don't really play uh, at all recently. Um, and Traoré never seems to be fit for us. So no, getting them off the wage bill would be a, a, a main thing for us. And then I could see more than anything this this month being alone, maybe with an option to buy uh, come the summer. It it all depends. It depends what happens around us as well, what becomes available and stuff. It's it's so hard to to manoeuvre around this market and get things right. And as Emery said, they'll only bring in players that can improve this squad or help it. You know, it, there's no point in bringing in for the sake of it because it's just pointless. So we're, I, I don't know. I wouldn't deal in, in absolutes of what I expect this this month, but I think what would help you know, obviously a, a different sort of competition for right back. Um, I'm not too worried about the forward positions because we're quite interchangeable. We've got players that can play there. I think 
Dendonka showed he can be okay when Kamara's out, but it's not the same. They're not the same player. But then you're going to struggle to find a suitable cover slash competition that's affordable this month. Yeah. So it's really it's really hard to say what what we will do or what we can do. Um, I'm quite relaxed about it. I think a couple of returning players this month will help us, and yeah, we'll just see um, what we're like after this break as well. It gives gives the squad and Emery chance to try and revise what what we're doing, and if there's a new direction that we can go, you know, use the training ground for that couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because obviously it's, it's a weird month every January. We play three games. We've already played one of them. We play another one in two days' time and then only one more at the end of the month. It's Because it's, cause that weird week off, it really does feel like a long month of watching Villa because you're barely seeing them compared to the fact that we watched them play, what was it, like 15 games in a month, I think it was. So it's um it's it's strange because... I mean, it's because it's let's be really honest here it's because of twitter that everyone's like this it's seeing other clubs do anything that makes you think that you should yeah. be doing something look we were in the situation before and then we signed grant holt so you know like like yeah yeah exactly so do you really want the club to make panic buys obviously you know there are the dream signings out there that people are spouting off but Realistically, when you're selling Finner's ads for 2.5 million, and that looks like possibly, unless Bertie and Callum Chambers do actually go, which again, that all relies on people wanting to sign them for an actual sale rather than a loan, you're not operating on any real profit that's going to counteract FFP for the season. So, because it's, I mean, I think it's fair to say that whereas last season we were talking about we had money left over to use for our FFP then, I think we're at the other scale this year where we're like, well, we need to be very careful and ensure that it's we're not even touching upon it now. So I think yeah. I think it's going to be a very long month if you're watching it just for transfers for Villa. But at the same time, I think it's going to be interesting to see if Callum Chambers and, and Bertie do go. If maybe that frees up some wages, like you said, for a loan. I wouldn't be surprised if you maybe if I think weirdly enough, I feel like if you saw a loan, it'd be more likely a, a midfield or forward player that would be a loan than a right back. But I think that's yeah. just because I'm not sure where. I mean, I think if they're going to go for a right back, they're looking to buy someone in the summer to replace Matty Cash. Everyone yeah. that's been linked is a replacement, not someone to provide competition. It's more of a, this is going to be Matty Cash's like superior to this point. So it'd be very interesting. I think uh, the most interesting thing was the Duran saga that lasted, I think it was 36 hours. So the most. Uh, like the most ridiculous time and... I think I managed to only put out two tweets over it because I was so lost and so, like, and I think I, I, I'm fairly certain I told you this. If I was a Premier League footballer, I would be like him. I would be so emotional that I would like, oh, I'm deleting everything. That's it. I've got proper like little fifteen year old in a relationship just been told that you don't look nice in your new jacket. Like, oh no, I'm done. That's it. I'm unfollowing them all. Oh, oh, that new partner over there, AC Milan's apparently. Oh no, it's all right. You're starting me on the weekend. That's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Cheers. <laughs> so it, it is. I I find it enjoyable personally. Um, but yeah, that that was that was an interesting little little day or so. And then as soon as that ends, you're like, oh, okay, what next? Finazaz making this move was great. There's talks of uh, Coutinho coming back and then being reloaned out to America. I think I saw that today as well. So. That'll be interesting again if that's a sale or if it's another loan. Obviously, Philippe's just not part of this squad at all. 
Emery was no. quite clear about that as well. So, I mean, th this club's got a clear direction it's going on, hasn't it? And it's got a clear ethos it's set in tune. It's not going to mess that up just because fans are worried. Speaking yeah, of exactly. fans, I think we can suitably link to, well, one of our two topics that are quite important. We'll go, should we go with the nice one first, I think? Yeah. Um, no, okay. <laughs> Let's go with the other one. <laughs> right, we'll do the other one because the other one's going to be very quick because me and James are not really as angry as everyone, but we understand the frustration, I think. Now, um, Jacob Tanswell, uh, at J underscore Tanswell, if I remember, I will link it here now. If not, it'll definitely be in the description. Um, obviously, he's reporting on Villa this season. Absolutely fantastic. You need to follow him. His articles yeah. on The Athletic are brilliant. And not only that, he's just always tweeting everything anyway and it's just it is just brilliant as well he's a great guy he he put out a brilliant article about the the crest debacle he named it and um i will make sure that it's linked below make sure you follow him to go look because i am sort of ripping from it at the moment um just sort of the footnotes but obviously we're changing our patch again um sorry james who's wearing that one sorry to me who's got two tops with the old one on it's boring now we're going again um and uh, look the, the real the real form is it's it's not realistically been consulted through by the fans it was showcased to the fab through a video montage and it was trademarked before the fan meeting which has made the fa become involved in the situation uh ignore the Badge, we ignore the crest, the actual image. I'm not going to put it up. There's no point because that's just a stock image and I'm not I'm not really bothering with it. And I'm not going to put the new one that came out today with the gold flaking because, again, that's on a wall. It's not really going to show us anything. The idea of doing something like this without going through what's known as the proper communication is a bit sour, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's... As I was saying to you before, and uh, I'm really not that asked that much about the badge. Like, we see so many of their badges on their stuff all the time that are different, and I just, they all resonate as Villa, so I ain't really bothered about it. But, you know, not consulting the fans properly, as you should by the rules, is a bit, for me, a bit sly, and uh, you lose a bit of trust when you try and rush things through without doing the proper process and involving the fans like you should. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it is a, a bit disappointing. Um, we'll see what comes of it, you know, in in terms of the actual badge. They, they, they trademarked it beforehand. <coughs> but I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's probably a smart idea from a business sense, just because you don't want to show your stuff before it's trademarked at the same time. No. So it's, that's, that's, a, that's a tough thing to, neg to, to navigate for me. So I can understand that sort of part of it, but if you shouldn't be doing it, then it's you know, it's it's one of those things again. So I'm sure that this isn't the end of the the, the back and forth. Well, it's not even back and forth. It's just the hurling of of unhappiness at the uh, admin account constantly. Yeah, we'll see. Poor soul offering that account. I'm so sorry for them. Whoever he, she, whoever, whoever you are, I'm sorry because. I don't know who they think you are. Unless you are genuinely Chris Heck, then fair play. <laughs> that is a lot to go through for something you have literally no good. All you're doing is looking at whatever you get told by your media department and posting it. It's baffling to yeah. me. Yeah, it's mad. Look, 
I don't I don't know what people get out of it personally, but you know, it's one of those things these days, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, look, I, I see both sides of this. Villa fans love to be outraged. There has to be something to be angry at. If it's not going to be transfers, it's going to be this. If it's not this, it's the stadium expansion. I mean, people were talking about us apparently moving stadiums and everyone got angry about that. Nothing. There was nothing about that it. That lasted 12 hours. Literally 12 hours. And everyone was like, I can't believe we might be moving. No, literally nowhere. It just wasn't really a thing. Um, yeah, it's. Just, I think it's because, obviously, it's he came with a, a, a not a very good reputation, didn't he, from abroad and... He hasn't. The thing is, is with a lot of fans of football and a lot of fans of many things, your first move has to be a pretty much a guaranteed win to win everyone over to you, so that your next one you can sort of get away with, even if it isn't great. He hasn't had that instant win. I mean, obviously, the club not going with anything with uh, Project B six. I'm not saying that's down to Chris Heck himself, but that's sort of hit people a bit. Obviously, the shirt was rubbish this year. No one liked the sponsor. No one liked the new badge, really. But I think that helped the new badge last year because I think we've all got badge fatigue. Like, I can't... Uh, someone... I, I can't remember who it is now. If Again, if I remember, I'll at them here. If not, it'll be in the description. A fantastic thread on Twitter. Um, and they uh, broadcasted all those different uh, crests on there as well. That was fantastic. Oh, that was um, that, was it Lee Haynes? I think his name was. I think it might be. I'm gonna have a look now. But whoever it was, it was so good that it made me never want to look at another Villa badge again. Yeah, it's yeah. At Lee Haynes. Yeah. Um. Again, not his fault, but it's just too much now because there's only so many alterations of the Villa line that I can see until I go right. It is just a badge. Again, we all hated the circle badge, really. And now it's here. I don't really care that I, I don't mind it that much, to be honest with you. It, yeah, it's, it's weird how the human mind works. How that becomes yeah. the new norm. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really find myself noticing it. No. Like honestly, the amount of different badges I've seen in different pieces of media this season, and I don't think, oh, another badge. I literally just go Villa. Like yeah. it, it, it's it's a Villa badge. I couldn't give a toss if no. it was drawn on paint. It's a villa. Remember how badge. much we didn't like the home kit. Remember that? Remember caring about yeah, that? Do you remember when they all looked like they'd been pissed on? Yeah. Every game. Yeah. That That's debacle came and went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we, might as well use, we might as well use that as a bridge into the next topic then. Well, yeah, look, I mean, look, you wouldn't think we've had a month off because again, these seamless transmissions are straight back through. But Yes, uh, I'll have to get the article because I don't want to misquote it because it's so exciting that I actually care about this bit of news and I want to feel like a journalist when I say it. <laughs> the news is that Aston Villa reportedly struck a major deal with Adidas, one of world football's two largest sportswear brands, in case you guys aren't unaware, uh, to take over as their kit manufacturer from Castor or Castor or whatever it is next season. That's... Okay. Me and you are putting about that. Uh, look, Adidas through and through. I'm not going to go around and find every piece of Adidas clothing I have in my house or shoes, but there's a lot. Um, yeah. it's, it, it, it's how many mock ups have we seen of kits with Adidas on? And we'd like, I would never get Adidas. Yeah. Or, you know I mean? or, or the other one as well, which no one really wants. You want 
you want Adidas. It's proper, you, especially with the smart badge. If you become a, a tier, is it a um, club for them? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, that's really exciting news because not only is it buckets of money and sponsorship, but it's also just a fantastic brand to have making your kits. And also, for I mean, I mean that got bought. I can't bother to get out, but that got bought this year. If Adidas had taken over, you could bet your bottom dollar we're releasing about five different anniversary kits next year. And that's just because of the um, 150th anniversary. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know what? It's I might start saving now, to be honest with you, because I reckon it's going to be an expensive year next year. But yeah, it's it is fantastic, isn't it, James? Really, That is, that is welcome news. Yeah, like Adidas was, you know, my the top of my list for who we'd have as our manufacturers. And I think, like, yeah, I just love how simple it can be. Like, I'm just thinking now of a, a Claret and Blue Villa top with the three stripes on it. Oh, my God. The, the Some of the concepts that we've seen as well are just incredible. And good. as you say, like, we, we get used to any kit. Every season we get used to the kit. And it, like, it doesn't, you know, for some people it might not grow on them, but you just, you, you start to just, you know, yeah. be okay with and I think an Adidas kit, I will see constantly. I think that is fucking beautiful. And I have no doubts it's going to be top quality. And and hopefully that we do get into that top bracket of, um, what was it called, the elite teams? You know, yeah. I'm a bit 50-50 on whether we will or not. Because, you know, Newcastle got in on it, but they were, I think they'd already just qualified for a Champions League, didn't they, when they got yeah, in? Yeah, and obviously they've got... Also by the Saudi states, so yeah, and that's the bigger thing. Um, whether we will or not, I'm not sure. But when you've got, you know, Nassif with his with his stake in Adidas, you'd like to think that there's something there for us. That'd be nice. Yeah, it's just that, that was nice because so many other things you see they're a bit rubbish. And um, I mean, I was lucky enough that I didn't have to find out randomly. I just was messaging you, and you're like, "Oh, it's great about the Adidas thing as well." And I was like, "What?" What did I say? <laughs> what? Just what now? I had a normal day, and I was like, just home chilling, and I was like, having my lovely time, which is also known as not going on Twitter. And it turns out I, the one time I just do it, I miss out on amazing Villa news. But it's all right. I'm there for whenever people want to tell me that Jacob Ramsey's not good enough for Aston Villa, so it's fine. All right, I get that bit of my Villa Twitter, don't I? Um, you do. Yeah, no, it's 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 thrilling. Let's be honest. I never thought I'd tell. The shirt sponsor or shirt kit provider be thrilling, but it bloody is. And the best thing Castor ever did was make kits that look like people have been pissed on because it, it do I mean, it, without that, would we be where we are now? So, yeah. And again, it, it just feels so big club, doesn't it? A proper, it proper kit provider with hopefully a proper sponsor. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, this is it really. This is, this is the exciting portion of the season. Um, and speaking of which, we go into game 20 on Sunday against Everton away. And a fun stat I thought I'd tell you before we get into the actual analysis. Um, Everton are the only team in the Premier League to have not been given a penalty this season. Aston Villa are the only team in the Premier League to not have a penalty given against them this season. Whatever the odds are, oh yes, whatever the odds are, you need to be having a look at them because I'm telling you now, that's almost nailed on at that one. Um, 
uh, on top of that, there's there's not enough football either this weekend to cover the drama that the Premier League needs. So someone's got to provide it, and it's probably got to be us. Yeah, it will be. And I said earlier, like, I I don't know what it is about um, Everton at Goodison. And we're not even that bad there. I don't I think we've won there the last God, we've won there the last three times in a row, I think. Wow. Um yeah, so it, it's it's one of those um that I just feel uncomfortable because of I think it's their support when they get going and also when you've got they are playing well under Dodge, yeah. you know, if it went for their deduction, they'd be right in the mix for that, you know, top eight or so. Um so it's gonna it's gonna be a really tough game. You, you do think that it's gonna be a trademark, Dosh, you know, hit you on the counter because that is what works against us in general. Like, yeah, that's his butter and that's what works against us. I'd be surprised if it was anything other than that. Um, Calvert Lewin is he's got his ban overturned uh, from the FA Cup, was it? Oh. So yeah. it was a ridiculous ban anyway. It really um, was. But I really so, wanted it to stay just for the weekend, if that was all right, <laughs> selfishly. Uh, it, it, I think they might have Decoray back, but they think I think they're missing McNeil. So, you know, either way, it, it's not going to be an easy task. No, no. game left is going to be easy. Uh, it never is in the Premier League. And we've got to cope with, one, the quality, and two, the, the psychological side of it, because... You know, if we keep conforming, then the pressure is just going to get more and more. So it, they've got to really, really focus. And I think they've got to believe in themselves of what they've been doing and what they can continue to do. You know, it, it was only a month ago that we'd just beaten City and Arsenal back to back. Yeah. So this team can go places. And they've, they've got to, I think, get back into the Premier League this weekend after the, the FA Cup weekend and get get back to back-to-back wins. That'd be nice. Yeah. So, hopefully, you know, a clean sheet as well. That that'd be really lovely. Um, I'd take a one nil um, with three yeah. deflections in goes enough. Ollie Watkins knob. I don't care how it goes. <laughs> just a goal and a win would be nice. Yeah, I mean, especially when considering the fact you've not got a game for another two weeks after this, you are expecting a strong lineup and hopefully a, an exertion of of effort because. Again, they're they're going to get enough time off to to cut around yeah. it. Not that I'm thinking Unai's going to give them all the time off in the world, but he's definitely going to have to give them at least one day off. So, um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I just have to pick up. You said there's no easy games left. You're definitely right, apart from Arsenal away. Um, so oh, no, <laughs> it'll uh, no, it'll be. It'll be uh, it'll, it, I'm not looking forward to this one. I don't look forward to teams like Everton, Forest. Bournemouth, Wolves and Fulham. Those are five teams that I don't like playing against. Not sure why. Well, most of them, I'm sure why. But like Fulham and, and Everton, I just, I think it's because Everton, I'm so used to playing them. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously it is the most played football in English history still, I believe. Um, yeah. Despite us popping away for a couple of years and Everton looking like they were going to and then just not. Um yeah, Everton are strange, aren't they? Because they are doing so well at the moment. Obviously, they were they were poor, really poor at the start of the year. Then they got their point deduction, and it seemed like as soon as they were about to get their points deduction and have, they were really good. Now it looks like that's done them really well. It sort of like lit the fire underneath them. It's probably given Dyche an extra incentive for all of them, and 
fair play. It, it, it's worked and they're not a bad footballing side either. They're actually not awful to watch, which is strange because that Burnley side under Dyche was awful to watch. So um yeah, I'm not I'm not particularly excited for it. I do think having Powell back, Kamara back, uh but I would expect to see probably Bailey and Diaby play together. Obviously, I just I'm really excited to watch John McGinn play football again. I've been thinking this week. I uh, weird enough, I think, oh, who am I looking forward to watching on Sunday? Really looking forward to watching John McGinn, which a year ago I'd have told you that's not true. But now it seems to be the most exciting player to watch because I don't know which John McGinn we're going to get. Are we going to get the John McGinn in midfield that's just ass out everywhere? Am I going to get the John McGinn on the wing with ass out everywhere? Is John McGinn going to score a screamer from outside the box? Is he going to scoop one of his left-footed crosses in and someone's going to head it in the back post? I don't know and I can't wait to find out. I'm just... I'm <laughs> thoroughly, I am expecting... I wouldn't be surprised if we have another um, Conza Carlos... Uh, Pau and, and Dini uh, at the back, well not Dini obviously uh, Moreno back line I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we go with and it is sort of a return to, to the norm of last season at, at start of this season sorry so yeah I'm looking forward to it uh, if I had to go now a prediction I'd say 2-1 to Villa as much as I want a clean sheet I just think yeah is Ashley Young fit? Because he might as well score against us. Like, you know, something like that's going to happen. He could score for us if he wants. He you know, just do his five. Go in and... Oh, yeah. Nice. Mess it up again. Yeah. Would it? Well, but yeah. It'll be interesting, won't it? Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to one. I, I'd love a clean sheet. I'd love the one nil. But... I'm going to go, it's a better scoreline, really. I'm going to go 3-1 Villa. Um, turn up and and really, you know, remind people of why we are, where we are. Yeah, because it is deserved, isn't it? And Unai Emery coming off of a, a manager of the month win, fully deserved, fingers crossed. We do not get struck with that curse. And uh, oh, a, yeah. a quick shout out as well. I do genuinely think Leon Bailey was, um, was quite unfortunate to miss out on even being nominated for player of the month because... I mean, he was just real standout for December for me and a standout for all season. And uh, yeah, I think that just a yeah. quick note on him. I love the man at the moment and it's so exciting to see a player like that on the form they're on because a left-footed tricky winger when they're playing out of their skin is just so exciting to watch. And it just, it seems like it could have happened to a bloke that deserves it more given what he went through in order to become a footballer. So yeah, it's exciting to see and I think it's it's a big weekend for Villa and I think it's a big weekend for a top four push if we are looking at that at the end of the season because these are the games where you have you have to be going away to Everton and winning. You have to be going away to Newcastle and, oh, uh, you know what I mean? But those mid-table, mediocre clubs, you have to be getting stuff from them. So, you know, fingers yeah. crossed. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to hopefully recording next week from a win. That would be quite nice. Uh, oh, please. And, you know, we're talking about obviously the fact that we got Chelsea in the cup. There's not much to say about that other than boring. Um, <laughs> no offence to anyone that particularly loves going to Chelsea away, but Chelsea away on a Friday night, not on telly. That's not my cup of tea whatsoever. So, But fingers crossed that's a good game as well. We'll obviously discuss that closer to the time. But unless we've got any other pressing business, James? No, that's it from me. I think we've covered what we needed to cover. And um, just looking forward to to Sunday now. Uh, I yeah. like 
I don't mind a Super Sunday fixture at all. Um, so I might go to the pub to watch it, to be fair, instead Ooh. of it sitting at home by myself. Oh, it's always nice when you're on Sky, isn't it, as well? You, we get so much good build-up and so much tailor-made analysis from the pundits. I do quite enjoy it. Um, yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed it will be an enjoyable game. Uh, everyone go in, enjoy it, stay safe, uh, sing loud, sing proud, bring us back three points. And uh, Emmy Martinez, I'm madly in love with you. Uh, if you have watched, uh, make sure you do like, subscribe, and uh, fondle that bell button in order to never miss another video. It's been the AVFC Faithful Podcast. We've been Dan and James. Up the villa. Up the villa. <laughs>